What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live. Welcome. This is a show where myself, Dan Selke from Ned, and Daniel Roman of Wimscoming.net talk about television, movies, fantasy, sci-fi, robots, space lasers, dinosaurs, dragons, swords, alter-dimensional uh, world-hopping children who want to kill God. Ooh. Glad to have you back, Daniel, and glad to see everybody here. Hello, Christian. Hello, Martha. Hello, Nicole. Everything's back. Everything's cool. Daniel, you were out last week. How uh, was, was your 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 week? How was your thanks? Let, oh, let's banter. How was your Thanksgiving? It was a holiday. It was wonderful. Uh, yeah, I was sad to miss last week, uh, but just the travel plans didn't line up because apparently Wednesday is the day that comes before Thanksgiving, which is inconsiderate of Wednesday. Little known fact. Uh, but no, yeah. it was wonderful. Uh, Dan, how was your holiday? And all Bitchin. of you out there, we had a how great was your holiday. Week? Ooh, yeah. I don't, okay. Lots of family, lots of good cheer. I'm still working through the leftovers. That's always one of the best parts. I ate the rest of the stuffing today. I had turkey sandwiches yesterday and Monday, and um, there's still quite a bit of turkey left. Um, and mostly it's the sweets, honestly, that are, that that are freaking killing me because I can't eat those for lunch. But I'm yeah. like, I'm just kind of. Whenever I pass the fridge, I'm just like, eh, what's one more? You know, another lemon cake. We made lemon That's cakes, good. like yeah. straight oh, up nice. salsa lemon cakes, and they're really from good. The book? From, from the book? From the book, yes, yes. From actually, the, it was from the book. The cookbook? Nice. Yes. They're good. They're, have you made them? I have. Yes, I have the cookbook. Aren't I have good? made the lemon cakes. They are delicious. Yeah, I was uh, pleased with how genuinely tasty those were. I'm not really a cake guy. I'm mostly a um ice cream. I'm, I'm, I'm more of an ice cream gentleman. But if you put some like okay, lemon in it, fair. I'll gobble the cakes down all day. And if anybody out there yeah. had your own Thanksgiving stories, feel free to share. Or if you're not in the U.S. and don't know what Thanksgiving is, what'd you do over the weekend? But Daniel, time to get serious <laughs> yes. for a second. Um, Now that we've okay. dispensed with the preambulatory banter, we have to talk about the industry what's happening in tv in movies in fantasy and sci-fi i do feel refreshed by the okay. way after that long weekend um i was kind of Good. frantic last wednesday but now i feel nice um yeah and i think we're gonna start daniel Good. with a tv show it's coming up just around the corner that i have been privileged to watch advanced episodes of because you and i um okay have access to these kind of things that are very important are you familiar, Daniel, with the television show His Dark Materials? Uh, I am. I think it's based on a book, and there are some weird elephants. I should have brought no, the book with I, me. I do actually know what's up. You should have. Uh, but yeah, no, of course. And it comes back, what, next Tuesday? The 5th, uh, Monday, next weirdly. Monday. 
It premieres so, on a Monday? All right. I know. I think only on HBO Max, too. It's kind of odd. So this show is was a pretty big show when HBO Max started it. Um, a Kind of like a like a mini Westworld effect here. Uh, based on Philip Pullman's sci-fi fantasy books, which are pretty beloved, kind of, um, mm-hmm. kind of like YA. I'm gonna call them YA literature for adults. I'm gonna go ahead and say that's what they are. Um, nice. I've heard people refer pull- to them as the uh, the Lord of the Rings for atheists. So there's <laughs> that too. They they do kill God this season. That should be a good time. Um, the books are pretty beloved. Hard to kind of break down. The show has been going for two seasons. This next season is the final, the third and final one that adapts the final book in the trilogy, Amber mm-hmm. Spyglass. And I'm looking forward to it because I like the books and I wanted to really love this show. And I ended up just sort of yeah. enjoying it. Like just kind of um about it. Like this is a solid six, seven, which is nice. I wanted yeah. more, but. I'm glad I got to stick it out. I'm glad an adaptation of this book series exists because it is a, a pretty important book series so far as, you know, um, yeah. the pantheon of fantasy sci-fi stuff goes and pretty recent too. Um, as Nicole says, has a request for that. Season one was great. So two was just okay and got weird. It it does get a little weird. And I will say season three gets weirder still. We are talking yes. interdimensional wheel riding elephant antelope creatures we are talking angels uh in torture chambers which i think they added was pretty cool um we are talking a the uh, you know a vision of hell heaven purgatory that is filled not with pits of fire or singing choirs of angels but um shrieking harpies who uh kind of henpeck you for all eternity we are talking a fight with god um yeah you know and again all this sounds really cool and I, i've the first two seasons I, I always marveled at how they took this really interesting material and sort of just kind of made it a little flat like they they hit most of the beats like it's about this girl lyra played by daphne keen who's pretty talented who um is kind of this precocious child who ends up getting mixed up in this conspiracy to kill God. I'll uh, summarize it like that. Um, it just never really popped. And now that I've watched, I've watched some of this new first season and I will say um, it's kind of keeping on chucking with this. I'm not going to yeah. spoil things, but it's keeping on chucking with the same vibe. Um, I watched the first two episodes, which are both dropping on Monday they're releasing these two at a time, by the way. It kind of feels like they want to burn it off, if you're asking me. Yeah, the whole season's going to be two this Monday, oh. two the next Monday, two Monday after that, That's and so then the weird. final two in a month. It feels like they're... Why? And I believe it's just on HBO huh. Max. Because I don't think the show has been a giant super hit. I, 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 I don't think the show has caught on in the way that they wanted a post Game of Thrones HBO fantasy show to catch on. It's been good. It's been good. It's 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 a solid yeah. show. The performances are good. They have a special effects budget. And one of the things that I've enjoyed the most about the about the new episodes in season three, I do like the visual imagination. I like that the angels, the angels get more involved and they're kind of these otherworldly misshapen made of refracted light beans. They're pretty cool. There's this bit where okay. um, 
James McAvoy, who's, again, a pretty big actor who's in this show, as Lord Asriel captures one, and he kind of tortures it. And it's like, that's pretty sweet. Um, and he like puts it in, like this chamber thing. I like the visuals on that. The polar bear is great. Uh, Eric Bernison, I can't really pronounce it, comes yeah. back and he wrecks guys. Okay. That's great. Love that. The subtle knife cuts through worlds. It's also interesting. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I'm not entirely sure what the show's missing, but it's always been missing something for me. Some kind of extra punch, some kind of extra layer that they just don't quite have i like so i have read all of the his dark materials books Mm -hmm. it was one you know quite a few years ago um and you know the description you give of the show uh, Mm -hmm. is as something that is telling a good story telling it well but maybe not quite popping that was kind of how i felt about the books to be honest and i know that a Mm -hmm. lot of people love them so don't come after me for this uh, if if you happen to love these books, but that that was my feeling about the books. So I'm not surprised to see the show kind of getting that reaction. Mm-hmm. But I almost feel like the thing the show is maybe missing is almost a little bit of self awareness of how outrageous all mm-hmm. these things are. Because the show is trying to like present this stuff in a very like in the darker HBO sort of way, mm-hmm. even though this is like. It's it's HBO, but it's like it's half HBO. I'm pretty sure they're co-producing this with the BBC. Yeah. Um, so it is not your typical HBO show, His Dark Materials. I think that's why it airs Mondays here. I believe it airs Sundays in the UK. Um, Probably. So, yeah, it it I like it. It I've enjoyed it the whole time. I've kind of just been grateful that it's gotten a show. To be honest, because too. yes, I'm glad we have that it Yeah, that movie with Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman, where they basically mm. pulled the punches because killing God or trying to kill God it's didn't go no-no. over yeah. well with conservative audiences in the United States. So they backpedaled a lot and it didn't help them. Um, so it's cool to see his dark materials get a like an adaptation that even if it's not like really singing, like leaping off the screen, it's it's solid. Like it's telling the story. It is solid. It's not something you could look at and be like, they totally botched it. They, they Mm. did not or this or that. Like they're telling the story. It's just for some reason, it's not becoming the zeitgeist. They're maybe hoping it would. I agree. It's weird that they're cramming it into two episodes a week. I didn't know that. That's so strange. They're trying to burn it off. (laughs) That's gotta be what's happening. Yeah. Um, I agree with Nicole that I was confused by who the target audience is supposed to be because the themes are so adult, mature, and complex, while the main characters are mostly children with animals. Which, yeah, yes. good call. That's and the series, I, though. That's, that's definitely <laughs> that's, with their demons. I read it as a kid. Yeah, I read it as a kid, and I got to the end and was like, I don't understand any of what just happened uh, because that's Honestly, exactly the thing of that series. I agree yes. with you that I'm kind of surprised that the that, that the books became such big as they were. I read them, I like them, but you're right. It 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 is this weird blend of like whimsical and kind of fable like 
with sort of like this uh, dissertation on theology. Um, yes. And I liked it, but I didn't love it. And this show, I like, I don't love. I think they could, str- I think they could like kind of punch things up and stream things a little more. But I will say the third book has the most entertaining stuff. Like I'm, I'm rereading it now. And I will say now that I'm like over halfway in, it is picking up and I am finding like an urge to keep reading after I finish a chapter, not just to do one a night, but like keep going, like what happens, what happens next. Like the best That's material good. is so here. It's a good so yeah. hopefully the best material will be in the third season too. And I like the actors. I like the special effects. I guess it, it, yeah. it, it looks, the effects are cool, but like the show itself looks kind of plain, like just like kind of just bare bones. All the colors are what they're supposed to be. And they're dressed through and the, and the angles are kind of like documentary style which always felt a little odd to me but yeah i don't know i i can't say that i love it but i've watched the first couple episodes and it's not bad and in some cases yeah got pretty decent toward the end of the second episode i was i was into it when they have like this kind of confrontation thing and uh ruth wilson is smacking guys in the head with rocks and there are big zeppelins coming and the intention craft and uh top of the world and the bear you gotta love the bear ripping people apart that's fun that's just a good time i have no compunction for the bear the bear's great that's almost one of the uh one of the problems i feel like they they really in with the bear and then it's like but the show's not really about that bear he just will show up from time to time um, <laughs> he's a badass when he does. Richard says yeah, something good too that there has been no advertisement for yeah. this show. It feels like it's true. I haven't really found it. I found it by accident. I'm excited for the next season. And Richard, I hope you enjoy it because the next season is not bad. And it's the final season. But yeah, you're right. There's no advertisements and it is, it's two at a time on Mondays. Just whoop, I don't, whoop, whoop, we're going to be done with it. I feel like we are in the phase of studios getting caught with their pants. Not even yeah. down around their ankles, but just like in another room. They forgot where their pants are because <laughs> like the market, like this is not the first thing like this. I have this conversation with someone about Westworld? Strange World. No, not even oh, Westworld. Right. Strange World, the new Disney movie that is like bombing. It's tanking for Disney. Yeah, I hadn't even heard of it until a week and a half ago. And it's our job oh, to look out for movie news. Um, so there are... It's interesting to see that comment from Richard because, like, we've seen that with Westworld. We've seen that with his Dark Materials has gotten basically very little Mm -hmm. advertising. Um, There have been a lot of shows this year. I mean, Blood Origin didn't have a release date until two months ago, the the Witcher spinoff, that we had all been like, is that even still happening? Um, So, yeah, (laughs) there have been a lot of very weird marketing things and i don't know how much of it is like studios going through you know uh, mergers or overhauls because obviously warner media is on fire right now but yeah it's odd i feel i feel bad for all the people who put so much into things like his dark material season three um you know they've been working on it for years like the netflix model like they've had success with just like Here's a thing called Squid Game. No one ever heard about before or since. And it just blows up to be an extremely thing. Stranger Things that happened with Um, Dark didn't have any help. It just became huge. Um, Yeah. 
the perhaps the age of the the old school campaign is is, is dropping off, and, and then you have like well, the Rings of Power, which they wouldn't stop advertising. Um, yes, which if was you have a widely watched. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it is the built-in, you know, the the incestuousness of Netflix's advertising model, really, because they are basically just putting things out with the hope that people on Netflix who need something new to watch will see yeah. the next thing they put out. What and a that, great business. that works for them, but that's not going to work for, you know, HBO Max the same like like you said about yeah. rings of power they were hoping to get people in the door with rings of power mm. that's why they advertised it so much and for netflix everybody's already in the door they just you know now they're trying yeah. to figure out what part of the room they can hang out in um, they're serious when like i ordered some like shoelaces from amazon they came in like a rings of power package and i'm like oh yes. you guys you guys really want this don't you um yes Oh, as Jay says, I think okay. that 1899 of that list, I want to watch that really bad. I keep trying to get around to it. I'm, I'm, I think I might try it tonight or at least this weekend because it looks really cool. Cool. Um, Daniel, I speaking of dark things over the past week, I bounced off it. I need to give it another oh. shot. Okay. <laughs> I watched the dub version uh, because that's Ooh. just what Netflix auto played me. And just for some reason, I was not into it. Um, Daniel, I thought you I've were a sophisticated, worldly, world cinema enjoyer. And you watched the Not dub that version. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't even know it was dubbed until a few minutes gotcha. in. I was like, something is not right here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, a lot of people are loving 1899. So that yeah, is looks cool. pretty legit. All right. Speaking of new shows, old shows, green shows, blue shows, December is the final month of the year. I'm looking forward to this month because we're going to have some fun, like look backs at the year. I'm looking forward to doing with you. We're going to do like a show where we just kind of take maybe the 15 biggest shows and rank them of how good they were this season. And yes, that is the scruffy dog behind me in the corner, making a guest appearance. Good for you, scruffy dog. So good. But we have one more month to go. I thought we were just kind of run down some of the big shows coming up this month, December 2022, where among the many shows coming out of the pike this month is Kindred. Daniel, any thoughts on this adaptation of Octavia Butler's sci-fi novel? I mean, I am sure I'm going to watch Kindred. Um, So Kindred is based on a very famous book by Octavia Butler, um, who is an extremely famous uh, Black science fiction author. Um, And she, the book is basically about a young woman in the 70s, a young Black woman in the 70s, who is, she time travels unwillingly or unintentionally uh, back to the era of slavery in the United States and finds out that her ancestors, one of them was a slave and one of them was a really awful plantation owner. Uh, And she kind of has this task of keeping her lineage alive, even though what she's seeing is really awful and she would probably she doesn't want to support this her father basically um so it's i think it's an it's important i think that hulu is doing a show of kindred Mm -hmm. because it's a it's a meteor more important book than just like here's the next you know flashy fantasy thing um kindred is a book with some serious legs that plays with some some seriously deep and heavy ideas um it's another one where I'm a little curious what's going on. 
<laughs> okay, Julie. Well, I don't know where we cut out, but yeah. So <laughs> basically your kindred talk. Daniel wants to yeah. watch Kindred on Hulu. I want to watch Kindred. It, it is, yeah, it's based on a book by Octavia Butler. Um, I'll give the the very quick rundown in case you missed it. But <laughs> a young black woman in the 70s, she is unintentionally transported back in time to the era of slavery in the United States, finds out her ancestor was a slave owner. And she that is where her ancestral line it in the U.S. came from. Um, and she kind of has to keep her ancestral line alive, even though her uh, however many generations removed grandfather is awful um, and abusive to slaves, which her grandmother is a slave. Um, and it's great, 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 great. However many greats grandmother. Um, mm-hmm. But sure. yeah. So what I was saying is that this is a. it's cool to see a show like this get a high budget streaming series right. because absolutely. It is it is a more important than average. Like here's a thing with dragons in it. Like not to knock dragon things. I love them as hey. much as the next person. But Octavia Butler is a legendary sci-fi author. It's great to see her works get adapted like this. Totally, it's another um, that sounds... slightly weird marketing thing though, where Hulu is releasing the entire eight episode series on oh, December. They are? Um, so I don't know. If they're trying to do the binge model or it's another thing like we were just talking about with his dark materials where, um, you know, they're cutting losses. Like, I don't I hope it's not that. But the entire series comes out on December 15th. And yes, Martha, very much like Outlander. I, m- minus Ooh. the romance. Because Outlander is, is all about the romance. Kindred sounds really cool to me. I'll check it out. And perhaps that'll finally get me into Outlander. It's just so much there. Um, how about, and by the way, Daniel, I didn't plan this, but like literally all the things on this list are targeted towards you. So you can do a lot of talking. Well, what here. are you watching? What are you watching, Dan? We haven't gotten to what are we watching yet? This is December preview. Um, oh, for instance, uh, speaking of something that unlike Kindred is going to be marketed huge and already has been, um, I think it's safe to say that you're yes. looking forward to, um, Avatar, the way of water the sequel to yes. the most profitable movie in the history of film a yep the movie that asks what if there was a sequel to dances with wolves but everyone is blue and it's on a <laughs> alien planet and james cameron's is making it so this time it's going to be a lot more water as opposed to last time it was about more about alien birds sounds more about alien fish and also, there is yeah. a focus on the family. Daniel, are you sold on this? Does this feel like the event that the sequel to the highest film of all time should feel like to you? Yeah, uh, kind of. Uh, yes is the nice. short answer. I'm confident it's going to be, but it, I feel like that's not really going to hit us until it's out. Because sure. I, I feel like I've seen so many people who are saying like, like Christian saying, I haven't watched the first one or they didn't see the first one in theaters. They kind of missed that movement of why Avatar when it first came out was so immensely influential and such a huge deal and why big. it became it the big. biggest, uh, highest grossing film of all time. So I think there was a poll a while ago that I think it's Generation Z, the, the most... Sure. 
anticipated movie for Gen Z of this holiday season is Avatar. Really? And I saw a lot of older film critics being like, why is that? That doesn't make sense. But it's kind of like, if you haven't seen they spent an Avatar a budget on TikTok, maybe? I, I, you can't undersell the, the spectacle of seeing Avatar in a theater. Mm-hmm. Like, it is... we. It, you hear filmmakers talk about movies being made to be seen on the big screen all the time, but this is an instance mm-hmm. where that is like, it's just true. Um, it's oh, no, not to say bad. you won't have... <laughs> It, it's just a different experience it, it is what yeah so i'm very excited for it i think it's going to be awesome will it be as good as the first one it's hard to say i mean the dude spent 13 years making this movie so i i imagine it's going to be good um and they've held back a lot of the plot details in the marketing which i like which makes me think it will be better than we fear it may end up being um because often I find when when studios put the plot up front in the marketing, sometimes that means mm. they're not saving anything for the actual movie. And I get the feeling they're saving everything for the actual movie in this case. So gotcha. I hope it's good. Are yeah, you going to go uh, see it? I'll go see it. I might not see it opening weekend. Um, studio tentpole filming of the grandest kind. James Cameron, master yeah. of the craft. Uh, like... $300 million spent on the blue CGI. Yeah, I'll see it. Um, yeah. I'm curious about the movie, and I'm curious about the discourse around the movie. So I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. Let me oh, ask yeah. you a question. Yeah. Let me ask you a oh, question. Go ahead. So if I lost it, I lost the question. Could have been anything Damn. at this point. <laughs> you got to hate when that happens. It's going to come back to me oh. as soon as we move on. Arbitrary and brains. Um, yeah, Avatar, man. Okay. Um, it's, it, oh yeah. And, and, and as Jay says, they also said it, it's like a two part, it's continued to Avatar three. They are making more, which you once told me you didn't think they were. And I, you are wrong. Like they definitely are planning so for more sequels. Like I think as many yeah, as like, so- maybe not like, maybe they won't but- make like, every single one if this movie tanks but i think like at least one is more or less guaranteed like one more because they've like already shot yes. a bunch that's not guarantee anything but so yeah. so yeah the they're going the cinematic universe here okay yeah i was skeptical not that they would make more but just because i have been waiting for avatar 2 for all 13 years that that it has been talked about or however many years uh i saw the first one in theaters and loved it and have been waiting Mm-hmm. So I I have that healthy dose of skepticism of I'll get excited when you tell me the movie's coming out. But okay. I have read interviews with Cameron where he basically said they have filmed Avatar 3. So Avatar 3 is yeah. filmed and Avatar 4 they filmed the first act of. Um, so apparently they have a lot in the hopper all already for the next yeah avatar they want franchise because you know what happened in between the first avatar and now is the mcu that's what happened that's why i think yeah. they want this big giant like not instant franchise but f- i mean huge blue franchise they want to move on out yeah. and hopefully it'll well, be they- um wonderful and we'll see in a very very shortly yeah, and finally, they've got the, you know, the Disney mentality behind it now. Um, no. So, 
uh, one thing, what I did want to ask you, because I'm curious about your opinion on this. Ooh, you so got it. in order for Avatar to break even, it has sure. to become the third or fourth highest grossing movie of all time. Um, it needs to make basically two billion at least. Really? Jeez, that's a lot of for billion. For it not to lose money. Um, what's your opinion on that, Dan? Do you think that's folly or do you think... It's justified for for. Pandora. I think as, as far as sure bets go, you're probably pretty safe with James Cameron and a sequel to the best movie of all time. Um, I do think there's yeah. going to be a ceiling here. Like you just can't. Every movie can't be the most successful movie. Every TV show can't be the most successful show. And some of them need to be like we're seeing that with the Rings of Power. Like that's a show that needs yeah. to be really, 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 really successful to be worth making it. And um. I think what we're seeing is that some of those aren't really hitting the marks. And it's one thing if a sitcom doesn't hit the mark, you can just kind of take the set down in three minutes and be done with it. And I, I, yeah. I do think we'll see fewer big swings in the future as shows like the rings of power, you know, does fine, but not good enough as like his, his materials do decently, but not well enough. Cause we are spending a lot of money on this. I think avatar will do yeah. fine. I, 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 I would have a surprise if, if it hit that, but I think maybe they'll be a little tight with the purse strings going forward. Um, yeah, by the fair. way, Nicole asks, any updates on snow? Uh, no. And we will let you no. know when we have them, believe me. Although we were doing this thing where we were making up taglines for the show. And I'll just debut a couple right now. Um, you thought his story <laughs> was over. Snow way. Like that kind of thing. That'd be great. Or like, uh, attention, White Walkers. There's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Sundays at eight, John Snow is back. That kind of thing. <laughs> oh, it'd be so good. Just like imagine those and give me yours in the comments. I'd appreciate it. Do I have any others? Probably. Oh, um, nobody knows the trouble he's seen. John Snow Ooh. at eight on Sundays. All right. Nice. Anyway, the final. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, we thought of those like um, there's like a whole night we were just like talking back and forth, and we 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 found them way too funny. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, the the final one is, and again, kind of for you, coming up on December 25th. Merry Christmas is the Witcher Blood Origin. Daniel, you psyched for this? Oh, well, I mean, I can speak to this one. Maybe I can speak to it better because I haven't watched it. Because you watched the show, you got the screeners. Um, I, I have, I have seen Blood Origin. So yeah, are you excited, Dan? No, not really. Um, I mean, The Witcher, I've haven't really. There's so much fantasy now that I don't really have to pick and choose. You know, like if I didn't love The Witcher yeah. that much, I can just not watch it and stick to House of the Dragon and Historic Materials and some other stuff and 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 and, and Kindred. Why should I have to go dumpster diving for fantasy views? Maybe in the past I would have when there wasn't much on. But nowadays, when there's so much to choose from, I don't expect the Witcher Blood Origin prequel show to be that great. Although I do love Michelle Yeoh. Don't get me wrong there. Um, yeah. The buzz about them having to retool things behind the scenes gives me pause. The kind of rush to capitalize on what was like a decent but not outsized hit and do this so quickly gives me pause. So no, I can't mm -hmm. say I'm particularly excited, but um, it's only four episodes, but perhaps I'll check it out with some strong eggnog come Christmas day. 
Yeah, I think that's a that's a good way to check it out. I can't give thoughts on the Witcher Blood no, Origin quite cannot. yet. We will talk about it when I can talk about it. Um, but yeah, I I'm very curious to see what the reaction is because I think all the things you just said are how I have felt about it this whole time. Uh, maybe with a slightly with also a simmering undertone of of anger because I really enjoyed the Witcher games and books. Um, sure. But yeah, I am I'm very curious to see what the reaction will be to this. And it is if only any. four episodes. <laughs> it's, if any. it's possible this will, will be... just like a kind of flollop out of existence and kind of peak and then go down very fast as possible. Or not. Yeah, I mean, well, I the think Witcher was pretty popular. Almost the nature of it a little bit because it is a a limited series miniseries. Um, so it's not Noise. the format doesn't lend itself to in like an enduring conversation necessarily. I think. Um, so yeah, I I'm very curious. I I'm counting down the days till Christmas with till the Christmas. Witcher Blood you're counting on the days till the Witcher Blood Origin. Not because that's yep. Christmas, but because that's what you want to see the show on. All right. Um, moving on, Daniel. And moving on, everyone out there watching, what else, if anything, you've been watching lately? You see any good movies or TV shows, Daniel? Did you? Christian, Nicole, Julie, you see anything fun? Well, there was that Andor show. That was pretty damn awesome. God, um, it was I good. Finished... God, it was good. It was great. Um, I I loved the post-credits twist. I had guessed it oh, when the whatever. prison stuff was going on, but I loved that, that, was, that they went there in terms of, you know, Andor was helping build the Death Star. It's going to add a lot more layers of meaning to Rogue One because... You know, uh, let's be real. A lot of us are going <laughs> to yeah, rewatch Rogue, Rogue One after Andor is done. Uh, not me. Um, but yeah, it was so good. Not you. <laughs> Do you, you really aren't? You don't. After you watch two not. whole seasons of Cassian Andor being a roguish scoundrel who just wants freedom, you're not going to rewatch Rogue One? Really? I mean, this this first season was good enough that I expect them to not disrespect me and to have a second season that actually concludes. <laughs> I think that would be the the best move. I actually, I mean, the Death Star thing is cute at the end when they reveal the Death Star, but I, I thought that was one mm-hmm. of my like that was a weakness to me. That was like okay. you did you did you you did a good job of not doing the wink wink you know, here's a cameo from Star Wars. Here's a reference that you'll know thing throughout the entire show and really center it with these new characters who I really came to like. Cyril Karn, I can fix him. Cassian Andor, I ended up really uh, following. (laughs) Daedra, the Empire um, kind of Nazi commander who's who's as ambitions. She was really compelling as a villain. Um, The Marva speech in the the finale where she's kind of given her own eulogy and like has this call to action, very stirring, very arousing. And it was all for this show. And then honestly, like the final bit, like they were built the Death Star. Hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I was like, eh, I could have done without that. But um, the show itself really respects itself, its narrative and its audience. And honestly, if it does its job right, I doubt I'll need to watch Rogue One. Ooh, well played. Okay, I think that's fair. It's interesting <laughs> because 
I do hear you with the Death Star in terms of like this is one it was of the fine. few really it was fine. Yeah, I think I you know logically it makes sense because if there's anything oh, sure. that the Empire is going to have a secret, you know, prison camp to build, it of course that would be the thing. Um, but yeah, I I do think you're right it, that one of Andor's strengths was not leaning on those references um, mm-hmm. and just being good on its own merits, um, even though it did have some references, like the yeah, guy he escaped prison with is from Rogue One. Um, okay. So, yeah, so they snuck it's some in, fun. but they seem like they came about much more organically than the usual Star Wars thing. So, yeah, it wasn't Andor, offensive at all. Andor Andor thing. It was fine. Hmm? Yeah, Andor's great. Like, um, after so, yeah, they went the entire time without it. I'm like, oh, absolutely. Take this little wink. Absolutely. You earned it. Go ahead. Yeah. It's fine. Victory lap. Victory lap for Andor. Um, yeah. So that was really good. I also watched the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special oh, over the uh, holiday. It was cute is exactly the word I would use to describe it. Um, it's short. It's fluffy. It's like 45 minutes. Um, and it is. Yeah, it's it's basically a speaking of Star Wars, James Gunn, who wrote and directed the holiday special, was mm-hmm. inspired by the Star Wars Christmas special that came sure. out way back in the day. It is kind of like infam- famous slash infamous for lives being in kind infamy, of yeah. over the place. Yeah. Um, so he wanted to do do the Star Wars special right, but with the Guardians. So it centers around a Basically, Mantis and Drax want to throw Mantis wants to throw a good Christmas for Peter Quill because she mm-hmm. thinks his former foster father Yondu ruined Christmas for him and he misses it from Earth. So they decide they're going to give him the thing he loves the most, which is Kevin Bacon. And then they go on a heist to try to steal Kevin Bacon. Good sport, um, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. Moderate sport, Kevin. He is a good sport. It definitely in the movie. Um, it's good. Uh, it's not going to change your life any, but if you like Marvel stuff and you want a light, fluffy holiday thing, it's kind of just perfect at being that. That's nice. So, yeah. And Christian yeah. saw it. Christian, did you like it? Or are you just asking if anybody saw it? Ha- has anybody watched Willow or Wednesday? Because I, I haven't. And it's it's just, um, I'm trying to get around to a lot of stuff. You neither. Okay. If anybody else watched, I'd be curious to hear what you guys think because they are making some waves. A couple of people mentioned um, The White Lotus, yeah. which I've been watching and loving. I know Julie said she hasn't been enjoying it quite as much this season. I don't know, Julie. I think they're getting crazy. That show is <laughs> like walking right up to the edge of complete trash. Like um, this last episode, especially just the drama is starting to get fairly soap operatic, but it's still keeping yeah. it in, in like bounds that are close enough that I'm closer to like, oh my God, you see that? Rather than like, oh, come on. Oh, I'm really liking it. Jennifer Coolidge is is, is hilarious. I'm, I, I, I'm, I, we keep trying to do our Jennifer Coolidge voice. Is, is that the queen of Sicily? Oh, that show's so good. It wasn't bad. And they, thank you. I want a hot dog real bad. Um, they had a full on incest <laughs> twist. This last one, which kind of brings it more into the Game of Thrones. What is with uh, House of the Dragon, the White Lotus, both have uncle and nephew niece getting really close. Um, That's I'm HBO's just enjoying it. Uh, line for 2022. Pushing that boundary. 
I am yep. enjoying the um uh what should I call it? Like the the it's it's classy, it's classy trash what the White Lotus is. And it's yeah. also like kind of good incisive character number too. Like the, they're examining, you know, kind of toxic masculinity, all that kind of crap. Um, in a way that's convincing while still being fun about like these messy rich folk. Like this, and there's like this whole subgenre of just like rich folk behaving badly, like this succession, yes. billions, a bunch of them. And uh, I mean, Frank. Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, I actually put that right in there. It's Basically. like period, rich people yeah. badly. The Gilded um, Age. The Gilded, oh God, the I actually didn't mind the <laughs> Gilded Age. I don't know. That's a weird one. Um, it yeah. is, I guess it's something that we like to watch. Um, and it, and I guess I it guess. does provide for a lot of eye candy and stuff. Lots of beautiful palazzos and um, garish <laughs> costumes. Christian, I would have seen the Weirdo Yankovic movie if I could. Um, if it was in theaters, I would have. I, I, I don't. I keep forgetting how to access it on like Roku dot streaming or whatever it's on. But I'd like to see yep. it. Maybe. Yeah. Finally, it's an instance of too many streaming platforms to keep track of for me. I would like to watch Weird Al. The uh, yep you you said that last time, Christian. I know. We I know. know it's and, free. And... It's still too many apps. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, yeah there's, so, there's good I'd movies like out now too point. are there i hear the fablemans is out and it's <sighs> has that has underperformed as well maybe partially due to the marketing also money wise who cares i want to see if it really really badly i saw the banshees of ina sharon this last week with Colin Phil. that was great it was really really good oh glass cool. onion was in theaters and I didn't know it was only for one week before Netflix takes it away and just puts it on Netflix <laughs> in the next month. And I was like, I want to see the fucking I'm like, no, I don't gonna see it now. I was so gonna see that, but I didn't know it's a limited, yeah. limited, limited release. Cause it was right, it's right near me. And I was like, oh come on, yeah. man. I could have seen Knives Out too. So I'll have to wait for that one. Um yeah, yeah. there uh, the menu looks email, interesting. Hmm. I said lodge a complaint with Netflix. Let them know. December, I'm going to be going to the theater a lot. I have not, I've been like a, a really strong movie theater role in a while. I think it's because I'm trying to film this. I can't wait to see. Yeah. Ooh, anything else you're watching? Anyone out there before we get into our final part of the episode? Um, I see Julie um, and Nicole talked about the peripheral and they are born on it, which Ooh. I think is kind of fair. Um, Julie says she's liking it. Nicole says it's gotten kind of blah. Um, and I, so I haven't seen the last episode actually, um, because Amazon didn't give us an advance heads up and it was a holiday. Um, but I still am really liking it. I, I do think I'm a little nervous that it's flagging a little bit and it's, and it's a late season. So it's got one, the finale is this week. Um, so I haven't seen episode seven. It looked like stuff was either going to get very real or go totally off the rails in episode seven. I'm excited to see which of those it is. Uh, Julia and Nicole, it sounds like you had differing opinions. So I will report back on the peripheral next week for sure. Daniel will tell you the correct opinion as soon as he writes the episode, as soon as he writes the review and sees it. Yes. Um, and the only other one that we should mention that I don't think either of us has watched yet um but i probably will at some points is wi mm. the willow show premiered on disney plus today 
Um, I I kind of am ambivalent about it. I I was not super attached to like the Willow movie, so to, I've seen it like once, and I thought it was a decent sure. decent movie. But I didn't grow up in love with it like I think a lot of the people who are going to show up for Willow did. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they've kind of got a very specific niche they need to please there with that, and I hope it's good. Yeah, are you going to watch it? Neat. Probably. Um, you know what? Maybe it might be tonight. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm not sure how I'm going to watch that tonight okay. or 1899. It's, it's going to be one of those. But uh, and you know, yeah, I I can tweet out which one later. Um, so we'll find out. Anyway, Daniel, should we do the Wick a news a lightning round? Let's do it. Let's do it. Twenty seconds on the clock. We give. Sorry. I said I had to okay. blow my oh, nose. Gotcha, gotcha. So I was gonna... I muted we so no give one could our twenty-second reactions to news stories. We couldn't talk about during the body of the show, and whether we go over, whether uh, we get a point taken off. If we go under, we get half point taken off, and if we go exactly correct, we don't have any points That's taken five. off. We start with ten points. I'm making up the rules as I speak right now. Anyway, let's go. Um, <laughs> Oh, okay. You asked me first, I believe, if you would be so kind. Okay. I would love to, because I want to know your take on this. So Legendary Entertainment, uh, they left Warner Brothers. This is Legendary. They made the Dune movie, made tons of stuff. Um, They apparently signed up with Sony. Should we be concerned, happy, or otherwise indifferent? I mean, otherwise indifferent, because... As bad as it sounds, like you know, uh, Warner Brothers, which has been struggling lately ever since the new CEO took over, is losing this big partner. They've lost them before, and like th- things do happen yeah. in Hollywood. Studios go from one place to another place. It happens all the time. Um, it'd be it, it would suck though if like they didn't keep making the Dune movies after Dune two. So we'll see uh, yeah. how that shakes out in the long term. Okay, uh, Daniel, you're a Witcher expert. What do you think of the report that Netflix is apparently? making another Witcher spinoff about a group of bandits called the rats. I feel like I embody that Ben Affleck meme where he looks exhausted with a cigarette. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about that announcement. Netflix has just had a pattern of super jumping the gun with putting pr- spinoffs in a production. Um, the rats are not an especially well-liked part of the books. So I'm very... I can understand why their pattern is now doing one between seasons to fill sure. out backstory for the next season. It makes sense, but I hate it. And I went <laughs> over because I needed to say that. All right. You, you meant it. <laughs> I did. So uh, here's one for you. Speaking of Dune, uh, even though Ooh. Legendary has left, this is still happening. So yeah. Dune, the sisterhood started filming, but right. it's co-showrunner Diane Ademujan stepped down um uh-huh. like the week the filming started so allison right. uh Schenker will be the sole showrunner uh, again uh excited concerned or indifferent i mean i wasn't sure how interested i was in the dune spinoff show to begin with i'd have to see more to know if i actually want to watch this thing um you always wonder just why someone did, just do you want to know like you have a job running a show and you step down the week it begins filming. What happened? I just want to know the gossip and the drama and the tea. Like what like right. was it what kind of problem was it? I just want to yeah, know. Yeah, something was afoot. 
Um, okay, Daniel and everybody else out there. Uh, Carice Van Houten, who played Melisandre in the Game of Thrones program, said she would return as Melisandre, perhaps in the Jon Snow show, if the storyline was good. Your thoughts? I think that's kind of become the the uh, the general answer that these mm-hmm. Game of Thrones cast members are giving. Gwendolyn Christie said like the exact same thing a week ago, except she said, "If the writing's good, I think Kit Harrington's <laughs> writing it himself." Ha ha ha! Um, poking fun at him. So, I yeah, I think that's reasonable. I'm so glad they feel that way because I wouldn't want them to come back if it was bad either. So, good good for you, Carice Van Houten. I'm returning. It's um, no joke. <laughs> oh God! Yep. If the, when they make that show, if and when there will be jokes plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so here's. This is an exciting one. Um, speaking of Game of Thrones people, uh, these actors are not in Game of Thrones anymore, but they once were. So HBO released character posters for its new show, The Last of Us, which is coming out starting in January. Uh, that's Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, who play the leads. How, do Joel you like them? How do you Ellie. feel? Yeah. I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, Because I actually put a lot of money into this. It's a big story. They're taking a big swing. The cast is great. They spend a ton on it. I'm going to watch it. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous that they're putting it out this early in the year. Honestly, I don't know why that concerns me so much. But um, now they're getting the marketing rolled out. (laughs) They have confidence in it. I love Craig Mazin, who did Chernobyl. I, I, I hope it's great. And I think it might be. So I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to this genuinely. We'll be covering it here on TikTok. Um, you know, that's the Peacemaker slot, I just realized. That's the exact slot that Peacemaker was in last year. But that HBO wasn't on Max. HBO, like, because The Last of Us is on yeah, it HBO. It, oh. It aired on HBO? It wasn't on HBO Max? No. Uh, I think it was HBO Max. Those posters say HBO Max for The Last of Us, but that that's fair. It will be on I, HBO. I can never tell what's on HBO and what's on HBO Max by itself now. I guess we'll figure it out later. It's confusing. Um, it's confusing. <laughs> All right. Um, Daniel, the Game of Thrones live concert experience will return for one night only in LA yep. next year with composer Ramin Jawadi overseeing the orchestra. Yeah, I think that's exciting. I've never been so tempted to take a one-night flight to LA before. Um, It may, I think it's the 17th, 2023. Tickets go on sale uh, next week or this Friday, I think, uh, December 2nd. Uh, Yeah, it it has scenes projected behind the orchestra. They have pyrotechnics, fireworks, apparently, at previous ones of this. So if you missed out on it, it will be back for one night. I saw it and it was really cool. Ooh, nice. Now I just want to hear about that. Oh, cool. You'd love it. I'm sure. All right. Uh, I, I am sure you are right. All right. We have, but two more Mm -hmm. and one of them. uh, Okay. So speaking of new movies destined to become your next favorite, uh, that Super Mario Brothers movie is coming out on April 7th. It just not dropped a new trailer. And the thing I want to know is, does Chris Pratt still sound like Linda Belcher in this trailer? And was it good? 
The trailer's fine. I mean, just as someone who grew up with Mario, it did honestly stoke some nostalgia feelings in me. I don't think I'm going to see it, but I've been more tempted to see this than like any other kid DreamWorks movie. Maybe I'll like drag my nephew or niece and just make them go and I'll take (laughs) them as a chaperone or something. Um, It looks silly. I'm kind of tempted. We'll see what happens. And finally, Daniel. Okay, uh, Wednesday, the new Adams Family show from Netflix uh, was watched for 341 million hours in its first week on offer, beating out Stranger Things Season 4, which was watched for like 335 million for over a one-week period in the past. Highest English language show in one week ever. Um, I'm a little tired of hearing every time Netflix releases a new thing that it's the highest thing ever on Netflix, but I'm happy for Wednesday because apparently a lot of people are liking it a lot. It's the Adams family spinoff about Wednesday Adams going to spooky Hogwarts. Um, and yeah, I think that's cool. I'm a little surprised to beat stranger things, but maybe I shouldn't be because it's a season one. So it's a more accessible to newcomers. Sure. Maybe. That's surprised too. Anyway, that was a quick lightning round, and um, I'm imp- I'm impressed and proud of us that we had so much to say and so many great important things to say. And I thank all of you for watching. We're at the end of the show, but we're going to be back next Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Windows Coming Facebook page and the Windows Coming YouTube page. In the meantime, you're free to uh, you know like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Comment already, you love the people. And uh, feel free to listen to us in podcast form, wherever podcasts are available, iTunes, Google Play, or elsewhere. Um, This has been Take the Black, the number one show on Netflix. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.